Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the, the quiet news drama, it's holding on another day. Uh, Chris Carter announced that we're not getting the announcement or the decision coming up tonight from Kawhi, but in the wake of all that controversy, that's the only thing that really broke today, the Toronto Raptors are in the names for some of the lower tier free agents, because these are the players that we're going to have to fill out our roster considering we're way above the cap, and one of the names that came up was Justin Holiday. Riker, what's your initial reaction to the Raptors possibly picking him up for next season? Well, it'd be a step down for Justin Holiday, although he is a player that I will compare to another roster player for the Toronto Raptors later in this podcast. But mm-hmm. he is, this past season, the season pre- previous, a starting point guard, albeit on the worst teams in the NBA. Chicago yeah. Bulls, a Memphis Grizzlies team, but nonetheless a starter. So to go yep. and take a veteran's minimum, or well, not a veteran's minimum, just a minimum contract, because really the Raptors wouldn't be able to offer him much. I doubt any team is going to be offering him much for a significantly less time. He'd be a third-string point guard. Maybe that's too much of a step down, although he would be maybe vying for a championship, which obviously every player would love to do. Certainly, he has played played off the ball a good bit in his career, so he's not always the point guard position. I'd say he'd run, if he's coming into Toronto, he'll probably be the two and fighting for that backup wing position. But the teams that you mentioned, he's looking at a lot of these championship contenders, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Raptors, the Pacers, I guess then also the Wizards, the Hornets. There's a lot of teams that's been in contention for, for Justin Holiday, but the Raptors were one of the first teams that were named. And yes, he was a starter for these, these poor poorer team a starter on a lower tier conference teams they're not gonna call him bad and scrub teams but there he certainly would be this would be the best roster he's ever played on yes he'd have to take less money but do you think a player that has been on struggling rosters for much of his career would be interested in taking less money to be on a contender or do you think it this is kind of just all smoke and mirrors that he'll come to the raptors well then again it's so much of a step down because mm-hmm. and you're saying we're not going to say that he was only on bad teams. He, I am going to say that he was only on bad teams from 2015 onwards. Atlanta, perennially one of the worst teams in the NBA. Chicago, one of the worst, if not the worst. New York Knicks, the worst team in the NBA, the worst franchise in the NBA. And then Memphis, a little bit more respectable given all that's happened. And they're building up to something yeah. better now. Um, but he was playing average 30 31 minutes, 29 minutes when he finished up the season with Memphis. Uh, Now his numbers are very equal to that of Danny Green, but he would be stepping into a role of some nights he wouldn't play, some nights he would get maybe 5-10 minutes. It depends on how how many injuries there are in the rotation and sort of what the lineups are that they want to mix and match. And a lot of it, I guess, obviously depends on whether or not Kawhi Leonard comes back and what the team looks like next season. But regardless, the one mm. and two position, uh, I think for him, it would be ha- it would have to be, yeah, okay, he's played on some of the worst teams. But Ben, does he want to sacrifice his entire ability to be a player on the NBA, right? Because you have yep. to really want to win a championship bad to, to allow yourself to be a bench player for an entire season, like a non-rotation piece. Yeah, certainly. That's something he'd be risking if he came to the Toronto Raptors, not being a rotation piece. You brought up his stats. He has pretty solid stats, but I I would certainly put Danny Green in a tier above Justin Holiday. He's not the two-way player, but he could certainly come in and make an impact and be a guy that I'd like to have on the Toronto Raptors. Well, look at the numbers, though, Ben. Look at the numbers. Because points are almost exactly the same. Uh, Mm -hmm. Danny Green, before coming to Toronto, their three-point percentage is almost the same. Him and Justin Holiday. Well, Danny Uh, Danny Green shoots 10% better from three. 
Ten percent? Yeah, but you're looking yeah, at his Toronto. Ra- you're looking at the Toronto. I'm talking about the 2017-2018 San Antonio Spurs. Okay, I, I don't have Danny Green stats in front of me, but Danny Green shot 45 percent from three this year. Oh, this Last this year he, he he blew it out of the water. But but what yeah. I'm saying is, prior to coming to Toronto, mm-hmm. they're around the same stats, okay, around the same minutes, around the same points, around the same three point shooting. Obviously, slightly different positions, but you're contending that he might come off as a two way guard. But but my thing is, Danny Green is he is a role player. You know, he's always been that mm-hmm. guy. And for me, a starting point guard, and yeah, I, I guess. If he's a two, then you're going to be playing off the ball a bit more. But for a player that's used to handling the ball to come into that position, it's a lot. It's a lot trickier because offense is not coming to you whatsoever. Yeah, no, that, that's a hundred percent fair. He he'd come in and he'd. I think he'd have to play the off ball position. I don't think he'd come to Toronto being the third string point guard going from start to the third string. I think he'd come here expecting to be that second ball handler coming off the court in the same vein that Delon Wright played with the Toronto Raptors. I think he'd be expecting that position. For the Raptors, and the one we briefly talked about last podcast with Lynn, that's kind of a hole in the Toronto Raptors rotation that they, I'd assume they're trying to fill for the regular season or at least have some insurance there. I think that would be the position that's most attractive for him. And, you know, we bring up Danny Green a lot in this podcast, and the Raptors are thrown in the name and the consideration of this player, along with a lot of other teams. So we might be taking this with a grain of salt. But do you think this could be an indication? We said in the Matt Thomas video that the Toronto Raptors have been in conversations and did end up signing another two-guard. Do you think this leads people to believe that Masai Ujiri expects Danny Green to lead, leave regardless of Kawhi's decision? Because the Dallas Mavericks have been rumored to be offering Danny Green like $15 million per year. I'm not 100% sure if that's completely factual, but that's the rumor number being thrown out. Well, Ben, I'll let you elaborate further, but I'll put it this way. We would have liked Bismack Biombo to stay, mm-hmm. right? He was in a situation where he was maybe having the best time and the most pivotal importance on a team in his career, or at least in his recent career up to that date when he was playing for the Toronto Raptors, and he got whisked away by a worse-than team because they offered him a heck of a lot more money, if I do remember yep. correctly. So mm-hmm. I, I could see Danny Green going away. We've broken down the video where he's expressed he's looking for a long-term deal, and I don't. I've said I don't think that he's worth a long-term deal. I think he's worth renewing up to the two years when the Raptors are reevaluating the entire roster. But to give him a lot of money uh, for a long term, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. So I'd rather see him walk if, you know, if if it came down to it, if it came down to having to give him a lot of money. Well, that that's a fair statement, especially considering Danny Green's age. But I'd argue that especially with his connections with Kawhi and the fact that he's such an experienced role player and a 3 and D guy, which are so valuable in the NBA, it, it, I agree it would be tough to pay him $15 million a year for the next three, four seasons, but if we could get Danny Green at a number like $10, $11 million per year and he wants that three or four year contract, I'd be fine with giving him that Norman Powell style contract, even if it might bite us a little bit in the back end of that deal, but I'm sure Masai Jerry can make a trade before it becomes a poison pill contract if it ends up looking like it'll become that. I, I, I think you gotta pay Danny Green, but we're not 100% sure what the Raptors front office is, and the fact that a lot of shooting guards kind of Paul, and he's been called a point guard and a shooting guard in his career, I'd expect him coming in, especially with his size and length, he's a 6'6", two guard, point guard, and uh, he'd come in and probably play a wing position, the fact that all these guys are being named around the Toronto Raptors before the Kawhi decision is happening, I think that's an indication of what the front office might be doing, obviously the Raptors don't really leak anything, but 
it it could be an indication that they, the Masai Jerry's leaning closer to your opinion that he's lo- willing to let Danny Green walk, especially after the postseason, even though he was remarkable in the regular season. It's it's an interesting take because this guy isn't a scrub by any means. He's a guy that could certainly come in and be a rotation player. He's not a risk because Matt Thomas, as he's looked at as a great shooter, I don't think he's a guaranteed rotation piece. He's not a guy that a lot of people around the league would be for sure. Because he was in Europe, he's not a guy that's a guaranteed rotation lock, even though he could be and surprise everyone. And I think that's the risk Masai is willing to take. But I think Justin Holiday on pretty well any NBA team would get minutes and would expect to get minutes. On any bad NBA team, because that's what he's played on yet. But we can't underemphasize how... This Toronto Raptors team is now a championship team. They are now mm-hmm. the world's best basketball team, right? Yep. Unless you're including country teams, I guess. But um, <laughs> the the issue that you're going to have is we also said the exact same things about Jeremy Lin. Was if yeah. we look at his track record, his stats, his ability to be serviceable on many different NBA teams, on the amount of minutes that he's playing we would have a certain level of expectations for him. All that checked out when we talked about it in that regard. But then when we actually introduced him to the team, I mean, we've iterated it so many times, it it was a complete disaster, to say the least. So it's not a guarantee anymore that bringing in Justin Holiday, that given reduced minutes, given a significantly less role, that he would be able to still perform adequately. I mean, yes, bringing in a European player that's never actually been accustomed really to NBA Mm -hmm. lifestyle and their athleticism on the NBA stage hasn't been proven, and we don't know if they're a good defender that matches up in the NBA, and they really only have three-point shooting in their arsenal that's been proven yet. Yeah, there's more question marks, but it's not to say that he would be less deserving of a spot. I don't don't think that Justin Holiday would be a walk-on, as you're saying. Maybe he would, right? But it's definitely not guaranteed. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a fair point. I like the Jeremy Lin analogy as well, because they have very similar games. Two guys that are kind of point guards, but play like two guards and usually get slipped into the two-guard position coming off the bench that, in theory, should be able to shoot threes, but have been inconsistent throughout their career, because uh, he... Last season, I believe he shot, I'm looking at the numbers now, about 35% from three. I think that's identical to the number Jeremy Lin came in shooting the three ball this season. So that this could be an issue. And I know I haven't watched too much of Justin Holiday's game, but I know he's a pretty... He likes the ball in his hands, and he likes to drive a lot and get the completely open threes, and those are the ones he usually hits. He was on those Chicago Bulls teams that, you know, when the Raptors always seem to lose to the Chicago Bulls, so maybe my my opinion of him is a bit inflated because every Chicago Bull during that era looked like a looked like Michael Jordan, no, none, none less than Michael Jordan during the 2014 to 2016 era, so maybe my, my opinion of him is a bit skewed, but I, I agree with that analogy of Jeremy Lin, and he's a player, it's... It's kind of, I don't know, it's I don't know if he's the perfect fit for the Raptors. We're thrown in contention for him, that's what the reports are saying. I You've kind of swayed me saying that I don't think he's a perfect fit, he's more of a Lin-type player, but I hope it's not an indication that Danny Green's gone, because if Danny Green's gone, I think we got to pick up the scraps with the role players and hope maybe Norman Powell or someone else we can get off the free agent market can fill in that position. Yeah, and anybody that re- rebutes to say that Danny Green really ended up fizzling out towards the end of the NBA playoffs. You really do need to think about his entire time on the Toronto Raptors. He was a very important piece, and his two-way game 
you know, whether or not you really realized it or not was really crucial for the Toronto Raptors. So you're absolutely right. You might be able to get back a guy that can shoot decently. Um, mm-hmm. Even though sometimes it seemed like Danny Green missed the biggest shots, he did shoot 45, over 45% yeah. from three on the season. Uh, and sometimes defense, especially off the ball defense, goes under the radar unless you're really mm-hmm. looking out for it. So it would be hard to replace him, and I think the same thing as you. If, it, if this is an indication that his foot is already out the door, then I would hope that, and I have trust that, Masai Ujiri has a couple of contingency plans. Certainly, and Justin Holiday could be one of those. It's going to be really interesting. You brought up the fact that Danny Green, he missed a lot of shots in the playoffs, and he didn't hit the clutch ones in the playoffs, but you and I used to joke about how it seemed like in the last two minutes of every regular season game, and every close one, Danny Green seemed to hit a three, whether he was one for eight or one for nine or ten for ten from three. He'd always hit one in the last two minutes during the regular season, so hopefully that's something that will carry over into next season, but let's know what you guys think. Do you think Justin Holiday will be a Toronto Raptor or should be a Toronto Raptor, or is is this just maybe insurance in the worst case scenario that Danny Green and Kawhi leave or whatever and besides just taking a flyer on this guy? Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? If we get holiday, then we have now had two of the Christmas team members. We've had Damari Carroll and Justin Holiday. It's a game, man. <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> we have to sign him now, Riker. Exactly. All right. Cheers. <laughs>